0: The journey we're taking is the journey within you. Everybody has their own story and their own journey to share. Every journey conceals another journey within its lines. The past not taken and the forgotten angle. Listen to the stories from others sharing their triumphs and struggles that led them to where they are today. Welcome to the journey within you. And today I am just so blessed to have Cheryl. She reached out to me and I love when women do this. They feel confident enough to share their journey with others. We have some that struggle and I I just love when a woman can say, okay, I'm ready. I want to share my story. So let's bring Cheryl in. Hey, Cheryl, welcome.
1: Hi, how are
0: you? I am great. I am in my RV. (laughs) This is how we work. Um, And so if a dog comes in and does barks, whatever, we handle it. So just don't let that interrupt your thoughts. Just keep with the flow. You know, that's how we have to kind of do things if you want to do it, right? You know, if you don't, that's what God calls you to do. You set up all these roadblocks. So I'm just I'm just thankful that you reached out to me today because your your story thank is you. impactful. It's a it's a true blessing um, in how God has worked in your life, and so Cheryl just just tell us your story.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Laura. Um, one of the reasons I reached out to you was I've been so inspired by your podcasts oh. and your messages online, and and I just thought at one point I have got to introduce myself. And um, I need to meet her. Yes. And uh, and uh, so I just want to be forever friends. Yes, and, I love um, it. Um, and I've watched your journey uh, through Plexus. And, and it's it's just so heartwarming and exciting mm-hmm. to see uh, as we are both uh, entrepreneurs and women that yes. are pursuing uh, those kinds of things. And, and I'm so grateful for yes. the platform as well. And a little bit about myself. Um, I am um, retired and a grandmother of two. Uh, uh, I have a, a grandson and a granddaughter, oh. 12 and nine. I have mm-hmm. to remember that they've had oh. birthdays. <laughs> yeah. I have him in my in my phone listed. Yeah. <laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> and uh, I had a career, uh, a successful career in um, human resources development, organizational leadership over the years, and um, raised my son as a single mother. Mm-hmm. and um and he's obviously he's married, and he's got a beautiful wife and family and who love the lord and uh, or oh. are, are faithful in in their walk and raising my grandchildren in the way that they should mm-hmm. and w- the way that I'm very thankful for very happy. Yeah. Yeah. and very happy. And um, along my journey, uh, when I was uh, 64, I uh, noticed a lump on my breast. Mm. And so I uh, went uh, and had my annual exam and had a mammogram. And they found uh, a three inch lump on my right breast, mm. tumor. Uh, and so that got everybody pretty, pretty upset. And uh, immediately found myself going to the um, breast surgeon, they called the best in the state. At the mm-hmm. time, I was living in Alaska oh. and uh, in Anchorage. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I've been and there. oh, yes. And, yeah. um, the this was the best breast surgeon in the in the state mm-hmm. and she did an office biopsy and uh confirmed the results overnight through lab tests and mm-hmm. said you know you need to come back in and so uh one of my friends from church went with me as my mm-hmm. family is in southern california so um i i did we we went in and Um, she started asking me lots of questions. She says, I have your, I have your results and they are positive and for cancer. So we're going to have to do set up a team and figure out how we're going to approach this. Mm. And at that point, she did not know how large the tumor was. You know, they get really nervous over just a tiny, you know, pin spot. And um, uh, so she said she started asking questions and I think they were doing some research. Uh, and I like to add these questions because for younger women, um, one was, did you take birth control pills when you were younger? Uh, did you drink, did you eat dark chocolate? Did you, um, uh, did you drink hard liquor? Hmm. And, um, she didn't talk about wine, but she talked about hard liquor. And she said, all of these are what we're finding are contributing factors to can- breast cancer. Yeah. So I mean, they
0: usually um, talk about dark chocolate as a good thing to eat, you know, and you're thinking, hmm.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, for me, I don't Chocolate is not one of my my high. I'll take chips and popcorn, and you know, yeah. cook yeah. that all day long. Yes, we do and, good. And the uh, alcohol. I've never, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since I was 21. So there was no, there was, that was not an issue for me. But I like to share those things just uh, Mm -hmm. in case and give people a heads up. Mm -hmm. And they had other questions, but those were the main ones that I remember. And in the conversation, she said, um, you know, we are, whatever size this is, we're going to do our best to get, get it out she said, we're going to try and do our best. And Laura, at that moment, I thought, you're going to try? Uh, No, no, this is the C word. Yeah, no. Uh, Just try. Yeah. And you know, I met the gal the day before and now I'm now she's telling me I have cancer. So um, it was a very surreal time. And she mm-hmm. she's talking and just kind of wa- wandering through the kind of the scenario that they'll they'll do um, breast sur- they'll do uh, an MRI they'll do CT scan they'll do uh, all of this stuff to set up before they do any surgery and so I'm listening mm-hmm. but you know not really listening mm-hmm. and all I can think of is this woman is a complete stranger I met her yesterday. And I'm going to hand my life over to her. Yeah. So uh, she says, are you listening to me, Cheryl? And uh, I think she kind of expected me to be in a puddle of tears. Yeah. And I, I have been walking in my faith for many, many years. And I say that to preface with, at that very moment, I heard uh, in my heart, not an audible voice, but I heard in my heart, the Lord say, she's the surgeon. She has the trained hands. I, there's two job descriptions here. Yes. I am the almighty healer. Yes. So don't look to her for healing. We'll look to her for her trained hands to get the tumor out. That's so good. Right? That's so good. And at that moment, I had that peace beyond all understanding. Mm-hmm. I, Laura, I never had fear. Never. That's, that's incredible. It was absolutely a gift. So I, I know what that means to have pure peace beyond all understanding. I really, really do. Yeah. And, and to this day, I have no fear. Right. So I am cancer free. Yeah. Um, and, um, through some great work of my oncologist and they've tested me with, um, hereditary types of cancers uh, mm-hmm. There's new new testing that has gone on uh, that is uh, what they call um, genetic testing.
0: Mm-hmm. So they
1: they test your blood right down to the cellular level where cancer is created, right? Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's brand new. Uh, it's only like mm-hmm. a, a year or two old. And my my oncologist, um, what a god coincidence, happens happens to be sitting on the board, the national board of that entire nice. research. Yeah. And, um, so they've tested it at that level and no cancer. There's none being generated in my system. So I call it a three pronged approach. Um, healthy eating, healthy, healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, Mm -hmm. which includes my plexus, uh, Mm -hmm. probiotics and supplements, Mm -hmm.
0: uh,
1: and also my faith. So I have, Mm -hmm. I have great medical care. I have my supplements for, for a healthy gut every single day Mm -hmm. and I have my faith. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do believe that that, that trio, if you will, has literally saved my life and, uh, to, uh, a little more detail in my story. So they go through all the CAT scan. They go through all the MRI. It's a three inch tumor. It's very large. It's secondary to my liver. There's three spots on my liver. Oh wow! And so they decide to take um, the spots off my liver first. And there's two places in the country where they do cyber knife surgery.
0: Heard of that? Yes. Yep.
1: And yeah, and this place, uh, it, it's the cyber knife offices, if you will. Um, are they? They do by they do surgery by laser, so they uh-huh. never cut your skin. And yeah. one of the um, the largest of the tumors on my liver is right at the top of my skin, so they can they can do the laser surgery. Uh-huh. They can't do it on breast tissue because the breast tissue is too soft. It's too soft, yeah. So they decide they're going to do they're going to eliminate this large one on the liver. They're going to mark the other two in case they ever grow because they're right. so tiny you know, they, they can mark them. So, uh, they'll know years down the road, whether it's changed or not. So they do this 40 hours of research Mm. and, um, uh, where they're going to put this laser together. It takes five doctors, including a, a a physicist to figure all of this out. Yeah. I have no idea. They give you this really cool shirt that, is long sleeve and it and it hugs your skin it's like an athletic shirt yeah and uh they want it's real tight so they want you to wear that you lay still and then then they tell me okay you're gonna have five one-hour treatments of this laser surgery
0: wow and
1: then what kind of music do you want so well of <laughs> course I, I want beautiful christian music christian and New instrumental Club. and yeah. yeah yes uh music of faith so, this like still still in Alaska. And this place, Laura, looks like the Bellagio. I'm telling you, it is gorgeous. I mean, there's big glass flowers in the hallway. And oh, it's just, it's just state-of-the-art everything. Yeah. And the the only other place they do it is in Houston. Oh, okay. And uh, so, and uh, there's a, uh, there's an Olympiad who had come down with breast cancer and she, her name is Kiki. And mm-hmm. she's pretty well known in Alaska, but um, she is a um, uh, a skier, country, what do they call that? The cross the cross-country cross country skier, cross country. right? Yeah. They had her picture up. She's She's been cured. She She's cancer-free, and she yeah. went to the same place. So uh, anyway, after they get through three treatments and they say, you don't need any more. Uh-huh. We don't have to do all five. So that was nice. good. That's right. So, nice that was very nice. No, and no more repercussions there. Yeah. Then they did, then they do my chemo and they do uh, five rounds and Mm. you know, you lose your hair, you're sicker than a dog, blah, blah, blah. Well, my first treatment, I don't know what to expect. Um, there you go in and I'm sitting in the waiting room and out comes this gal. And this is, this is exclusively the cancer treatment area. So that's all that's in there is, yeah. folks that are going to get, uh, chemotherapy and out in the, come out from the chemo room uh, into the waiting room is this gal. She's in a wheelchair. She's about 45 pounds mm. and Laura, her hair is in her face. She, she can't mm. even hold her head up. She's so weak mm. and they're wheeling her out. And I'm thinking, well, if that's chemo, that. yeah, I really, I'm, I'm just not up for that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, go in, um, six hours later is they have to take it slow. They've got five drugs to give very powerful. It can kill day. you yeah. long day. And, uh, you know, they just have to keep their eye on you. Yeah. So at the, the end of the day, I'm like, well, I didn't die. That's the good news. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm here still here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Go home and rest. And 21 days later, the fir- the first treatment really is, uh, you don't, uh, at least I didn't uh, have any, you know, uh, big, uh, big things to side effects to worry about. Second chemo, I go in and uh, it's in an open bay so that they can keep their eye on you with the nurse's station in the center. And my mom and I are there and um, in walks this gal and she is gorgeous. She's (laughs) about, she's, I I call her the lady in pink. Mm. And she's this, uh, she's about five foot nine. Maybe six foot. She's an African American young lady. And Laura, she's dressed to the letter. She's mm. got this beautiful complexion and she's got her pink cap on because she's lost oh. all of her hair. She's got big pink earrings. She's got a pink Adidas outfit on, light pink, wow. big mm. pink purse and she, pink shoes, and she just looks beautiful. And mm. she walks by and and her husband's with her, and he looks like he walked off the golf course. He's got his shorts on and his collared shirt and his book. And, yeah. you know, he's he's going to sit next door. And I thought, you know what? She's dressed in the armor of God. Mm-hmm. She's dressed for the battle. Yeah. And because yeah. most everybody in there was like sloughing around really? in their their fuzzy yeah. white slippers. And they got a blanket. And they haven't done their yeah. hair. You know, they yeah. feel terrible. And I they're dragging. The
0: took over. It, because it says cancer, so automatically they're like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna die." So just whatever, you know. Exactly. Say-
1: exactly. Uh, and I never got that memo. I no, no. one told me I was gonna die. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so I decided from that moment on. That's how I was coming to chemo. I was You're coming ar- all dressed up, getting my earrings on, putting my lipstick on, making sure I had my shower and done my hair and all of the things. And um, that's how I would show up. And that's how I did show up. Yeah. And so she's part of my story and my journey is I've nicknamed her the lady in pink. Yeah. And um, and just, you know, and I felt that that was really an encouragement, if you will, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from the Lord that, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to look like lady number one, right? if you will. Right. So went through the five rounds of chemo. And here's the here's the really stunning news. Um, go in uh, and they do um, another some MRIs and, and CT scans to see what the tumor looks like and how far they've gotten and stuff before they do the mastectomy. And they have to give you three months rest before they can right. do your surgery. Right. So they go in and uh, I see my oncologist and she says Cheryl, she said, uh, we don't have words to describe what's happened. She said, the three inch tumor is completely gone. She said, <laughs> right. she says, and she's not, I, I can tell she's not really a, a woman of faith. She's struggling right. for words, right. but she says, we call this stunning results. Mm-hmm. And she said, and we will be talking about this for years. forever. Forever. And I looked at my friend from church and we just, we thought, we know what this is. We know exactly what this is. Yeah. And, and I had had, um, when I had come home from the first chemo, I had decided I really needed to put a prayer warrior group together because this is a fight for your life. Oh yeah. So across the country, I started emailing my friends and saying, Hey, I'm going to put this, this Facebook messenger, um, group together this chat group. And I'd really, I'll keep, I'll keep you up to date on how I'm doing, but I really need some prayer warriors. Yes. So I'm going through my list of friends and family and stuff. And I get to a couple people that I thought, Oh, I can't have them on the list. They're just, uh, if they, they are a pe- women of faith, it's like yeah. really lukewarm. I'm like, yeah. I have yeah. to have serious <laughs> prayer warriors. Yeah. So with, what came to my yes. mind was no manby pambies. I right. be pambies right. on I my love that. Team. I love that. So
0: yes. So. Well, you don't need a weak link in there, right? You don't no. need the weak link because that's where the negative comes in. You yes. don't need that.
1: Yes. No. So they were very faithful, followed mm-hmm. me uh, uh until we disband that group. And you know, I still they they keep up with me, but yeah uh, through other means, but it, it, it was such a blessing, but, um, it really taught me, okay, when I pray and I pray for others, this meet, when people are asking for prayer, I get on my knees and I'm Mm -hmm. praying without ceasing because Mm -hmm. that, okay, I'll pray for you. That casual stuff is gone. Uh, It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, And, um, from there, then I had my, my, um, my, uh, radiation, and I had to have quite a bit of that, and it kept making me sick, oh, I bet. and they, they kept telling me, you should not be sick. I was dehydrated three different times, and dehydration will put you right in the hospital, yes, and it did, it Yeah. and so I didn't know that, so that's another thing I like, another message I like to put out mm-hmm. there is to really understand that uh, dehydration is no joke, Oh. And, um, and so I take our hydrate, our plexus hydrate every single day, whether I feel dehydrated or oh, not. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it really does help because the chemo and the radiation was, you know, all those toxins were, were just depleting my system. Mm-hmm. So I get done with all of this radiation and it just really made me sick. And they wanted me to go for an extra week of, mm-hmm. uh, radiation. And I think the, the radiation oncologist, they have all these specialties. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, she said, um, she never really told me why she wanted to do an extra week of radiation, but she just insisted that I do it. And I think because of my, my diagnosis, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't really know, but I kept telling her, no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just listening to my body. And you're and done. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So yeah. so fast forward um, six months later, and my oncologist says, Cheryl, and they're they're still doing chemo, they're doing only one drug now. And I and I still have side effects, but I'm not sick like I was with the radiation. So he says we need, you need to find the very best vitamin B12 complex you can find. Nothing over the counter. It won't work. Yeah. He said, your gut, you know, and this is right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. And he said, and your immune system is shot. It absolutely shot. Yeah. So one of my friends uh, from church in, now this is in Southern California. I'm still up in Alaska and she's, she's walking around with this this pink pink drink and uh she's lost 125 pounds and yeah i got my uh uh and she's lost 125 pounds partially on weight watchers and now she's Mm -hmm. she's moved into the pink drink and Mm -hmm. all of all of those things and um she her and her husband they're barbecuing chicken in the backyard and they're just they're hiking all over los angeles and i'm like what is going on here <laughs> so i reach out to her and ask her if they uh if plexus has a vitamin b12 complex and she said yes we do and so you know as they say the rest is history But yes. well, one one unique thing and again i know there's no claim of any cure of cancer with right. any of right. our plexus products right. but but um i do know that um the BioCleanse. And they have a a common denominator, the BioCleanse, the Active, the um, Hydrate, and uh, the Immune. No, not the Hydrate, the uh, Vitamin B12 Complex, so the X Factor, and the Immune Plus. All four of those put oxygen back into your bloodstream every single day, Mm -hmm. right? Because our products penetrate and go into your bloodstream. Right. Well... Uh little did I know that oxygen kills cancer. Wow. And I and I, I did not know that before. No. So every single day I am getting these doses of extra oxygen into my bloodstream. Now, I don't know if it's making a difference, but um, it certainly is a miracle that I have received that I am cancer free after mm-hmm. three and a half years going on mm-hmm. four. That's and what they didn't know at the time that I got my vitamin B twelve complex was I had a tremendous amount of um, side effects. Yeah. I I had a dry mouth and I had um, no appetite and I mm. had I was sleeping. You know I'd wake up um, have something to eat. You know and so weak back to sleep. All yeah. my muscles hurt and you know yeah. the whole just a whole list. Yeah and couldn't sleep. You know, I would wrap you you go to sleep, but you but don't then, rest. Yeah. with yeah. on chemo. And yeah. um so it's that's kind of a torture thing. And, <laughs> and uh a month in on uh on triplex, I'm sleeping like a baby. And that's so good. and have been ever since. Yeah. So um I'm so so very thankful and uh then uh, and then another part of my journey I'd like to talk about is um last year so uh, fast forward to January of 2023 mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of a liver surgeon because they're they're they've found a, a spot on my pancreas uh, um uh-huh. and um I forget it's just, it's kind of like a it's a lesion they call it a lesion well oh, Um, so they want to check it out. They do, and it's fine. It's benign. And, but they're going to keep an eye on it, you know, and what they're, what they've told me was that lots of people have lesions, benign lesions on their pancreas, but not everybody's getting x-rays and CT scans of their pancreas because they don't need it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it, it it was not alarming to them. Yeah. But I was telling her about this experience with this radiation and how it made me sick because they were also kind of looking at the liver and, um, they believe that the, the, uh, chemo and, or the radiation tilted, um, my liver to the point where it's, it's been, it's been damaged. Uh, So, okay. And she said, um, and I was telling her that I was, I refused this extra week of radiation. Mm-hmm. Well, she says to me, Cheryl, she said, I hear everything that you've shared with me. And she's looking all through the graphs yeah. and she's looking through yeah. all of my stuff as I'm talking. She said, had you gone through with that extra week of radiation, she said in the in the condition that the radiation probably pushed your liver, Uh, she said, it would have killed you. We would not be sitting here talking right now if you'd have gone through that week. And that's
0: something that's so important. Be an advocate for yourself. I mean, so many want to, you know, yeah, I want to trust my doctor. I want to trust the people that are taking care of me. But when you know, you hear that voice, you feel it deep down in your heart. You're like, no, no. mm -mm.
1: Thank God you did. Exactly. Yes, yes. She just, I mean, as plain as day, she said, we would not be having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So again, (laughs) yeah, yeah. it was like,
0: so um, so guilty and like, okay, you know, because they do make you
1: feel that way. She asked me 15 times to take this extra week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was really pressuring me. In fact, I took an advocate with me, one of the nurse advocates with me because I didn't, there was something about her I didn't like. Yeah, just didn't I just, yeah. you know, I don't know what it was, but I yeah. took the advocate with me and um, she just stared at the floor the whole time, uh-huh. but she was there with me. So yeah. that, gave, that told me too. Okay. She's not, bad. yeah, she's yeah. not, um, she's not buying in with this either. She's Yeah. so I, I just took that and she never said a word to me about it. She didn't discourage me. She didn't, you know, I had asked her to go with me, and she did, and she, I good. trusted her, and she's was very good. kind. And so, yes, get an advocate uh, yeah. with you and or someone to advocate on your behalf if you can. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fast forward then to October of last year mm-hmm. in uh, uh, 22, I'm invited to speak at a women's retreat in Louisiana. Uh, with a good friend of mine, uh, Angela Beller, and um, who's hosting it. And uh, she asked me to to share my journey. So I put it together and um, it was a fabulous experience. And what I really learned, I had gone to her previous retreat that May. So she had two in one year. And Laura, what was really on my heart was um, the women present. I kept thinking, they really need to have their identity in Christ yes. before anything. And yeah. the this was the burden that the Lord placed on my heart and the passion to spread the hope that because you get a cancer diagnosis does not necessarily mean you're going to die. Right. It really right. doesn't. I just right. never got the memo because yeah. uh, in fact, uh, he, her and her husband asked me at one point, they said, well, you know, tell us kind of how you're thinking about this, and yeah. you know, and how have you settled with all this, yeah. this journey? And I said, you know, I said, as um, Angela's husband's a, a chaplain in the yeah. in the Navy, and I said, you know, I really appreciate that question because I haven't really stopped to think about it, but I don't feel I'm any different than anyone else. Right. We all have a start date when we're born. We all got the dash in the middle and we've all got the end date. So how am I different than anybody else? Exactly. Right. Right. So that's how I found resolve with it. And what I learned and what was really tugging on my heart, uh, I feel that the Lord uh, provided me this passion is we, I can give a word of hope just because you get a, cancer diagnosis you don't turn off your identity to i'm going to die yes. and so many have mm-hmm. because i'm an advocate for uh cancer patients it's one of the things my oncologist asked me to do right. and in that journey i have had six or seven clients through a a group in um kentucky ah. uh, a cancer uh, uh group advocacy group mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. every
1: client I have is come to me with, uh, you know, I'm just.
0: So sad.
1: Yeah. I want to spread the hope that, um, that doesn't, we don't have to turn the burner off now uh, we need to turn the burner up Yeah, and, uh, and then also that if if uh, women are struggling, and you know that's primarily who uh, I want to talk to, uh, is find their identity in Christ. If you don't have one, now's the time to get it. It's not on the crisis uh, hot seat in the middle right. of a terminal diagnosis. It's mm-hmm. a, it's as soon as you come to the realization that hey, I need a closer relationship in my walk to find my identity in the Scriptures. And, um, and then my identity and being a wife and being a mother and being a grandmother and being a professional and an entrepreneur and all of the things, all the things, (laughs) all the things. So, um, that is really the burning passion on my heart is to challenge women to say, do you have your, um, do you have your identity in Christ? What is your personal scripture and what is your personal mission statement? And uh, I have a process that I walk them through to do that if they if they don't already have that set up for themselves. And that, again, manifested itself out of the, the two Christian women retreats that I went to. And so now I'm on, and I've always enjoyed retreats, but mm-hmm. haven't gone to any for many years with working and things like that. So I'm like, OK, don't put it off. Go do it. And, much time. and it's time and it's time for other women to do that. Take that time to yourself. Take that time for your family uh, to, to rebuild and rekindle and rejuvenate, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that faith walk. So mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, uh, my message. And I have one more story that I, I like to share. Earlier this year through the advocacy program, uh, through they call it Friends for Life, Uh, Uh, they are tapped on the shoulder each year to go to the, um, uh, school of medicine, first year medical students at, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh And that's where their, that's where their offices are. And so one of the professors with the first year cancer, excuse me, first year medical students invites, uh, cancer patients, add these advocates to come and be on a panel discussion for mm-hmm. the students to ask them any oh, kinds oh, of questions. Yeah, yeah. So I got invited and nice. I had a chance to go to Kentucky, and I just so happened to have a Kentucky Derby hat. <laughs> uh, and so I, and it was made by a professional that makes hats for the Derby and she makes them for the royal family. Oh, cool. So I carted it with me on the airplane and and I wore it and, uh, and honored all of them. Uh, and uh-huh. I was sharing that story with them. And there were three other gals, three other folks on the panel with me. And there was uh, two of the women uh, are farther down the road in their their um, health journey. But I'll tell you, Laura, um, uh, the, the young man and myself, there were four, he and I were the only two of faith. Mm. and they're they were crying through their stories they were crying through their through their the questions that they were answering and and, and not that that's a bad thing but
0: but the, you know that there's not a true healing feeling you know yes
1: that and the young man hurting. the young man and i were um ecstatic we confident <laughs> We were um, speaking on behalf of ourselves and others. And the young man happened to be a former medical student at the school. Uh, He's since uh, graduated uh, in the middle of his, you know, he had to stop in the middle of his treatment. So he had some funny stories to tell them. And (laughs) um, I had a group gather around me after we were finished, other young believers wanting to know more. And, um, And when I got back, um, my uh, oncologist said, Cheryl, he said, he just stopped in his tracks when I told him that I'd been invited and I got to, I got to attend. And he said, he said, I never got that opportunity. He said, it is very, very rare that a first year medical student gets to be in front of a cancer patient. That just doesn't happen.
0: and so it's
1: so exciting yes and uh just recently just recently I was in front of my uh my own general practitioner who's been on this journey and my mom and I she's 91 we have the same GP and uh so I was telling her about this opportunity to go to Kentucky and she's a woman of faith and Laura. Mm she stopped and she just had tears coming down oh. her face oh. for these students to be able to hear from, from yeah. our panel. Because they get so. to hear
0: something positive, not dreaded, negative, awful. And to see you get to represent
1: God, you got to share his story. I mean, yes. So incredible. Yes. Oh, I no talked, Lord. I talked, I talked to them about the no man be and and yeah. uh, one young man asked, um, uh, he had a really good question. And I mean, this is over a hundred students. This is a yeah. big lecture hall. Yeah. And he said, you know, what do you do when um, the family isn't really, you can tell the family's right. really not maybe supporting mm-hmm. the patient or, um, you know, how do you address them? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, here's what you do for the patient. I said, you find, or you, help them find a resource for an advocate, for a professional mm-hmm. advocate, mm-hmm. especially if they have no one in the family who yeah. can do that. Yeah. And I said and number two, a, a community of folks that are walking the same walk as your patient. Mm-hmm. So whether that's through the hospital, whether that's through an advocacy group, where mm-hmm. wherever. Mm -hmm. I said, the group that I'm representing today is fabulous and, Mm -hmm. and can do that here right in your backyard. I said, because I said, I've had some of that happen on my journey, people that I Mm -hmm. didn't expect to just not show up. Yeah. And I said, and at the time you're going through all of your treatment and stuff is not the time that you can be occupied with who's showing up and who isn't. Mm -hmm. So as a physician, you know, as a physician, I said, here's the mindset you, where you want your patient, you know, tell them, well, I'll send you updates by email. I'll send you a letter <laughs> you know, right, yeah. Now, yeah. right now, right now what I need is uh, some other yeah. strong advocates right in my face. Yeah. So I hope that that young man, you know, really got it. Sure. And he was ecstatic, you know, listening. So it was that kind of conversation that we we could have realistic um, suggestions for them
0: uh, yeah. as we
1: walked our journey.
0: So important. So important. Cause there's so many out there. Like you said, they have no clue. They just chose this field because they want to serve in that way, but yet they don't know what people go through and the emotions and the up and down. I've experienced it. My husband had colon mm. cancer in 2008. Okay. It was stage four and mm. he had surgery, a man of faith, a man with an attitude of, Chemo one week, we're back out on the road the next week working. And the doctor said because he stayed in that motion and his belief, he feels that's why he's where he is today. He's cured. I mean, he's you know no cancer. It was hard, it, you know being the caregiver and watching your loved one and being. But I I was his biggest supporter. I was the one that prayed with him mm-hmm. and over him and out in the yard praying to God. You know and lifting my voice up to him and thanking him for the day and thanking him for this journey. Whether I liked it or not, there was yes. a reason for it to go through it. And, you know, and so to see him, what he went through and to come out of it. Now, chemo is hard on the body. It's hard on the body. And the, yes. that's stays with you forever. You know, yes. he's has got through things to, you yeah, know, that's chemo that took that away. That's chemo that caused that, you know, and right. yet we still praise God for the life that we have and been given. And I don't wish it on anybody. Of course no. we don't. No. But if they have that communication and that walk in our faith and with God, you're going to make it. You're going to yes. be okay. You yes. know? Yes.
1: Yes. Definitely. When um uh when I was so sick with my chemo, the Lord gave me a word picture and uh, uh being in Alaska and it was an eagle and a snake. Oh yeah, I remember you and, mentioned that. And uh the eagle um Uh, will pick up a snake to eat it Mm -hmm. um, for dinner and Mm -hmm. maybe breakfast, but (laughs) (laughs) it'll pick it up and, uh, and it kills it in the air. And then, and the, the snake is defenseless in the air. Then uh, when it's dead, it'll land and then it'll, it'll, it'll eat it. And that to me, that word picture I got was the Eagle was the Lord. And the protection and um, and obviously saving my life, and mm-hmm. the snake was the cancer, was the yeah. evil cancer, yeah. and yeah. Um, I was so thankful for that picture, and That's it just uh, it just it every time I thought of it, and still think about it, it just gives me strength. Yeah, it just I just feel like a warrior, and um, and my right. oncologist said the same thing, as as your husband's. That, um, you know, the mindset, if you will, the attitude is um, definitely a huge part of what saved my life.
0: I was even protective of not letting people come around and cry and be, you know, sound all the sad and drone stuff. I was like, "Mm -mm." you know, I know you're feeling for him. I know that you've hurt for him. But if you're going to come in here and visit with him, talk about your day, talk about what's going on in life. But a lot of times we couldn't have people even come around because, you know, your immune system, the grandbabies, you know, I'd send them FaceTime and I'd let them see their grandpa. But I'm like, nope, we just can't be around him right now. I was protective in that way for sure because I wanted him to stay healthy through the journey. yes that sounds because you're sick but you're
1: well we did the you know that we did the same thing um and actually you know the the pandemic was a godsend
0: yeah because
1: um we (laughs) for sure you know the doctor said you know um um you know don't go out to restaurants yeah you know Mm -hmm. and and get your get your vaccines now, are and, you still uh, in Alaska? I'm in California now. I came back yeah. when when I had that um, that radiation. Uh, it made me so weak, Laura, that I couldn't take care of myself. Yeah. So I um, I came back to Southern California, and uh, now my mom and I live together.
0: Oh, and
1: uh, awesome. it, it's so I'm in Southern California.
0: Yeah, and okay.
1: uh, and it's beautiful. And the last winter I was there, you know, being sick. It mm-hmm. was the coldest winter that Anchorage had had in 12 years. Uh, it was hard. 20 below 0. Um mm-hmm. and that was that was without a wind chill factor and I just it was too much. Yeah. Too much. I can handle 0. Yeah. But, yes, but I've been in that. Yes. No, I've been in <laughs> that
0: low low in Connecticut we had it one time and I was like, "Ah, oh, no. This is too cold." <laughs> I cold and like this heat, I don't mind the heat, but right now the heat we're having, no, I'm not liking that very well either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: it, it was 104 yeah. here yesterday. and
0: Yeah, we're 103 I'm... today in Mississippi. We're in Mississippi working and it so is nice. just, the heat index is 104. So it's too, too much, much. Too but much. I just appreciate you so much. Thank I'm just you. so thankful that you were wanting to come on and share your story and, you know, God is good. And if we just allow him to be a part of our life, every part of our life, not just pieces, every part, I think so many times we don't want to give him our all, you know, we just want to give him parts where we're struggling or where we feel like we need him. Just, you just work in that and I'll take care of this over here. And it's like, no, the (laughs) Lord wants all of us, you know, the whole part of us so he can do the work. And when he does the work, you stand in awe, don't you? Yes. Yes. And yes. You just they there like, oh gosh, see I see Lord. Just release, let you take care of it, and it's yes. gonna be okay. Thank you for joining my podcast today. We all have a story to share. Each story has purpose and makes an impact to you, the listener, creating a journey with passion and purpose. The journey we're taking is the journey within you. Please share with others and subscribe below.